Ready. Oh. That is the intro to today's podcast on the Daily Takeaway. And there will be another one of these at the end. Get ready. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, we are counting the days until our bonus day. Yes, the month with one extra day in it. Uh, it's bonus day 2024, the leap year, and this Thursday we will be taking Alice Ray deeper underground uh, for a tour of uh, the hidden tube station that is Down Street. Now, so we've been talking a lot about this. We're very excited about it. It's going to be brilliant on Thursday. It'll be great to see Ray and everything as well. But scenes we're going to be rattling around underground, subterranean on Thursday ahead of the show. Uh, there's one big question that we've decided we need to ask you tonight on Home Time. And that question is this. What is your favourite tunnel of all time? Because, like, everyone, everyone's got a tunnel. that Everyone's been for a tunnel. Yeah. So maybe there's people listening right now have never been for a tunnel. Oh, you would not lift. You've, surely no one's, like, not been for a tunnel. Because <laughs> everyone's got an affinity with a particular yeah, tunnel. Yeah, Like, I go up to Liverpool loads because I've got family there, so I've been, been in the Mersey Tunnel a lot of times. Uh, went to the Tyne Tunnel for the first time oh, last yeah. summer, which was good. I like a tunnel where you can chuck change in a bucket. Oh, right, you like a toll, do you? Like a toll. I do like a toll, okay. but I, I feel it's a dying, a dying breed now what, yeah, with yeah, yeah. number plate recognition and trying to, trying to trick you. Richie, have you got a favourite tunnel? I'm tempted to say Funboy 3's Tunnel of Love because I love absolute 80s, but. That works. I'm, I'm going to move on and actually say uh, the A3 Hindhead Tunnel. Well, that's not a tunnel I was aware of. It's. Uh, it's well, Within the last sort of like 10, 15 years. Modern tunnel. Modern tunnel. Uh, 70 miles an hour, so you're flying through at speeds. Fantastic. It's great. Funny. What, what part of the world is that in then? Surrey. Down there on Surrey Guildford Way. Guildford down towards Portsmouth Way. And what are you going on? Are you going underwater or are you going uh, through like a, a mountain? Yeah, well, the uh, Misty Mountains neither, from Lord of the Rings? I would say a hill. Why? I was just going through the middle of a hill. Yeah. I like it, though. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Clyde Tunnel, says Ken. The challenge is to hold your breath while you drive through. It's easy as an adult, more challenging when you're a kid. The Clyde Challenge, that's amazing. And Colin says, uh, this tunnel, he sent a photo, going into Scotland's secret bunker hidden under this building. Oh, well, once we've done Ray on Thursday, that could be our next one. Ray will be over the moon. That's about it. No, I put forward the Hindhead Tunnel. That sounds good, I want to go for it. Uh, being backed up here uh, says uh, 100% Hindhead Tunnel. As a Pompey supporter, I regularly drive down from Essex. A3 used to go around the Devil's Punch Bowl. Ooh. The tunnel cuts the punch bowl out completely. It's taken half an hour off the journey. Although someone else has texted to say it is a 50 mile an hour speed limit, not 70. So uh, <laughs> might have a ticket coming my way. There's always one comeback, isn't there? <laughs> with a first fact. There's always one addition from the from the audience. We appreciate you policing us in that way. Uh, get, get your suggestions in there. We've got Colin on the line who wants to talk about a tunnel called the Foul Ridge. Tell us about that, Colin. What is it? The Fall Ridge is a... Um, it's the longest navigable tunnel in the UK. So, uh, narrow boats. It's on the canal. It's on Leeds-Liverpool Canal. Right. Um, on a, a place called Fall Ridge. But it's... Um, it's so, narrow boats can, can go through it. But also, uh, they have allowed now allow um, kayaks and canoes to go through it. It's on a traffic light system. Well, so, um, let's, let's just deal with this first of all. Have you been through it yourself in a yeah, kayak or canoe? Yeah, I paddled through it in a kayak last year, yeah. So a water tunnel a mile yep. long that you yeah. are kayaking through in darkness. 
Total darkness, yeah. You can't see from one end to the other. It's a mile long. And do people adhere to the traffic lights? Because I'd be, I'd be concerned about someone thinking, oh, there's no one down there, like you get sometimes with temporary lights and at one o'clock in the morning if you're driving there. Oh, let's yeah. go around this. Yeah, no, we, um, of course, we have big bright head torches and, and the canal barges have to have lights when they go into the tunnel. So if they don't obey it, you can see them coming at least and paddle backwards very quickly. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> um, everyone, everyone obeys the traffic light system, so we got through safely, yeah. How do I say this respectfully? Because I'm aware that I love trains and uh, it, it, it could be some people might say, that's not my cup of tea, but, Colin, where's the fun in paddling in the darkness? It sounds dangerous and frightening. Yeah, what are you doing on the waterways at that time of night? It's on you. Well, it's not. It's just it's dark because we're inside the tunnel. There's no there's no illumination inside the tunnel at all. It's complete darkness. Okay. Um, but it was the thrill of doing that. We were, we were actually paddling from Liverpool to Leeds using the whole of the canal. That was our our our, our aim was to paddle from Liverpool to Leeds on the canal. Would kayaking through a dark tunnel for a mile be considered an extreme sport? Because I'd say it should be. I, I think it should be, yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah like, it's, it's like a really naughty wind in the willows, you, down by the, uh, down by the trees there in the middle of the night in your kayak. There's a few bumps and scrapes along the way, but we do Technical have torches on so we can kind of see where we're going. Well, listen, that's blown our minds and we hadn't considered, considered the waterways in this, no. so great tunnel. Thanks for getting in touch. No worries. Uh, Helen is in Dorking and is putting forward Tunnel Beach in Ilfracum, North Devon. Tunnel Beach? I visited this. She says, many childhood memories of walking through the tunnel in the rocks to a man-made Victorian sea pool. Sounds amazing. It's Some gorgeous. of these places sound amazing. Uh, Cribbles has been in touch about Willy Wonka's Chocolate Tunnel from the movie. Mm-hmm. Chris says, Birkenhead to Liverpool, a.k.a. Queensway. My dad used to use the dock entrance. Got there before it opened, sat in his car reading the newspaper, so he had time to himself. Folk were different back in the day. Uh, one of the most successful topics on Home Time of 2024 so far. Nessie is hanging on. Your favourite tunnel, please. Oh, it's got to be the black one, isn't it? Why is that such a good tunnel? Well, it takes me back to when I was sort of 17, 18 years old, and me and the lads used to go raving. We used to live in a little town in uh, Essex called Wickford, and we used to jump in my mate's camper van, mate Brian's camper van, go through the Blackwall Tunnel, and as soon as you got to the Blackwall Tunnel, you know you was near London, and you know you're in for a really good night. So it just brings back good memories. Where were you not going in your camper van then on heading into London? What, what, would, what place would you have rocked up at? There, there was... Well, there was uh, the London Astoria. There was a place um, called Labyrinth, which we used to go, which was some a dirty, sweaty hole of a nightclub, but they're sometimes the best, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was laser driving, and there was the laser driving in Peckham, so, and that was always a great night out as well. The but you're going to drone. these great night outs in Brian's camper van. <laughs> yeah, Brian was the designated driver, so he was the good boy for the night. Brett, did you ever, like, kip over outside the venue? In, we can all have a little sleep in Brian's camper van, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I'll be honest with you, um, the race we were going to, we didn't do much sleeping. Animal. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, since you're on, Nessie, since you're on, uh, someone called Danielle has just tweeted in this minute about the Blackwall Tunnel. She says, uh, an interesting Blackwall Tunnel fact, the Blackwall Tunnel has a bend in it, so back in the day, the horses couldn't see the light at the end and bolt towards it. What about that? Well, I bet you're a wizard dinner parties with facts like that. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Well, that was unexpected. <laughs> it wasn't even your fact, mate. I know, let's get him off. Go on, <laughs> yeah. get lost. He's got a rave to go to. Exactly. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. One of the things we love about doing this show is you can never predict what's going to, as we say in the business, go off. You never know what's going to go you off. You can come up with a great idea and sometimes it'll tank. Uh, but you can come up with something that you might not 
And like this, we're getting so many texts about tunnels, favourite tunnels. Do you know the best thing is, though, as well, we've not had one person who's got in touch and said they'd never been for a tunnel. No. <laughs> so at time of this going out on the national airwaves, it seems that everyone in the United Kingdom at some point in their lives has been through a tunnel. Uh, Tom says, if you're talking tunnels, you've got to check out TripAdvisor for Viewed Tunnel. What a work of art. Checked out the Viewed Tunnel. Have you seen the Viewed Tunnel? No, never heard of it. It is what appears to be a very, very long covered walkway uh, for the kind of thing you might see in a Tesco car park for putting the trolleys away. So what, but that's the thing people will go and visit? Looks like it, yeah. Is that where's Bude's kind of Cornwall? Is that Cornwall? Cornwall, yeah. Hope it's Cornwall, not Devon. Is it right on the edge? I think it's right on the edge, isn't it? <laughs> might have offended two counties there. I was about to put the boot in on the Cornish people being from Devon. I might have actually done, accidentally slapped myself in the face with that one. Uh, Ken says, uh, pedestrian tunnel under the Tyne. American werewolf springs to mind. Katie's emailed us and say... Uh, my favourite tunnel is the Terrible Tunnel from Fraggle Rock. I don't remember that. She says, also, guys, before you go into the tunnels on Thursday, you need to watch the 2004 movie Creep to get you ready. You'll love it. This is obviously why we are talking about your favourite tunnel, because that's where we're taking Ray on Thursday for our bonus day. That's how he wanted to spend the extra day in 2024. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Right, I'm after advice. I need it straight from you here right now. Get okay? the beard back. Is that what you mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tomorrow uh, is my uh, youngest son Rocco's sixth birthday. Oh, it's gone quick, isn't it? It's gone very, very quick. Um, I've not had to do any prep for this. It's It's been taken <laughs> care of uh, by Natalie. Right. Uh, the one task that I've been left is to get the birthday cake for tomorrow. Right. Which I haven't got yet. Okay. Uh, he's been very specific. He wants a monkey birthday cake, which I'm told they do in Asda. My journey home tonight is not going anywhere near an Asda, but it is going via M&S at Liverpool Street. I believe, no disrespect to the Asda monkey cake, I'm sure it's lovely, but I believe that your Colin in the Caterpillar is the finest shop-bought birthday cake you will find. It's iconic, isn't it? So my question is, do I as the parent go and get the cake that I know is the best, Ooh. or do I get what the six-year-old wants? You know what they're like, though, right? If you even make a passing comment about something you think might happen, and mm. you say that to them, that becomes, like, almost a legally binding document. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what they're like? They don't forget. The other thing as well that I, I would have concerns, you've, you've got to transport said Colin all the way back home from... London yeah. Liverpool Street yeah. Station. Yeah. Are you sure you can get Colin back in one? So are you telling me that you're telling me that I should get all the way home, walk home, <laughs> then get in the car to Asda to go and get this monkey cake? You're not helping. I'd get I'd get yourself um, an Airbnb or something to try and get out of there. Cause <laughs> I don't fancy your chances. Uh, Marie says, get the monkey cake. It's what the six-year-old wants. When it's your birthday, get a Colin cake. Simple. It's not. It's quite stern advice coming in, for you, <laughs> That's isn't it? What I thought, Richie, it's got to be the monkey. Your son will never forgive you. He'll still be bringing it up when he's forty. The time Dad couldn't be bothered to go the extra mile. <laughs> brackets, literally. There you go. You've been warned. You are in a bit of a situation. It'd be easier for you to get Colin, but uh, uh, he wants the monkey thing. So what do you do? And surely parenting is all about teaching them that the parent knows best. Well, do you know what? There is actually someone on the line uh, called Darren who's willing to offer some okay. advice to get you out of this situation. Darren, what does he need to do? So the suggestion that you would be to buy Colin the caterpillar cake yeah. on the way home. So when you go through Liverpool Street, buy the, buy the caterpillar cake. Right. Put yourself on the train. Um, eat eat Colin's face on the way home on the train. <laughs> this is and, quite a look in then, front of the other commuters, but yes, go on. And then when you get home, stick. I don't know. You could draw. You could draw a monkey's face, or if you've got a monkey sticker, put that on the front of the cake and. There you have it. You've got a monkey pillowcake. Wow, what what a horrific <laughs> mental image you've, you've painted for us all there. 
Him chewing the face off Colin the Caterpillar on the train back from Liverpool Street and then drawing a monkey's head on the front. It's a, it's a bit of a result, though, right? You get a little, little snack on the way home. Yeah. And then you, you created a new animal as well, which is probably quite exciting. <laughs> and six-year-olds love the idea of creating new animals. That's, that's actually... That's a positive. That is a positive. I, I, I'm looking at this objectively <laughs> here, right? OK. Um, the negative is, I, I do think as an image... I'm not saying that you or I are the most famous people in the UK right now, but there are some people who might recognise. Is that is that that fella off the radio? And is that an image you want to be projecting? <laughs> yeah, I suppose not. And actually, hygiene reasons, the toilet's probably not the best option to go into and have a nibble of Colin's face on, is it? Well, you didn't mention that earlier on. He's just soured on the idea yeah. quite badly. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the thought. <laughs> no worries. The noise of the past. It's Bush and Ritchie's Sound of the Decade. Absolute Radio 60s. Just an observation. I'm wearing total black. You're wearing total black. Producer Adam is wearing head to toe black. Producer Harry wearing head to toe black. We look like the bar staff at Walkabout. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dawned on me. Right, it's a sound effect for the 1960s. No one can guess what it is. If you're around in the 60s or you watch a lot of stuff that was made in the 60s, what's this? No one's guessed it. Will Kirsten be that person, though? How are you, Kirsten? Hi, not too bad, yeah. Kirsten, where are you calling us from this evening? Um, a Morrison's car park in Glasgow. Have you pulled over to try and get a cake for, for Richie's son? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, we're getting uh, stuff for dinner and that, you know, the usual. Oh, what's for dinner? What's for dinner tonight? Yeah. Um, I had some slow-cooked brisket from last night, so we're going to have something else for that tonight. Full-cooked brisket? Full-cooked brisket sounds like a band that might headline <laughs> Donington. <laughs> <laughs> the new one from Full-Cooked Brisket. I mean, just on the Morrisons thing, we were talking about uh, birthday cakes and stuff for kids earlier on. What's their cake game like in Morrisons? Uh, do you know what? I don't know what their cake game is like, but I, I do like their market street, so I'm imagining that their cake game is good. Can you, can you check it out for us when you go in there, Kirsten, yeah, to have a look? have a look, yeah. Yeah, have a look and Cake, cake for a sixth roll we were after, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, if it's got a monkey yeah. on the front, that's even better. Uh, now, Kirsten, yeah, when you choose to listen to Home Time in those car parks uh, before you do your shopping, <laughs> uh, what what station of choice do you have for Absolute Radio? It's usually the main one or the classic rock type one. Classic rock. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. We'll pass that on to the guys at Classic Rock. They'll love that. Uh, so it's good to get an idea of what Kirsten listens to when she's in her car parks in the evening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, Kirsten, we're very tired and we may have gone. We think we've gone. But let's let's concentrate on sound of the decade from the 60s. Here it is one more time. What is it? See, to me, I thought it sounded a bit like when you, like, turn a uh, turntable on for, like, a record player and a little kind of arm engaged and kind of makes that little kind of clicking noise. OK, so if, you've, if you own a, a vinyl player, record player, does it make this noise? If so, I think you might need to get it checked out. <laughs> But maybe Kirsten's right. Let's have a listen. Your loser. <laughs> I think your stylist needs looking at Kirsten. If we can give medical advice over the radio to you. Oh, dear. God bless you. It's been brilliant to have you on. Do us a favour and do check out the monkey cakes in Morrison's and get back to us then, yeah? Have a swatch. I have a look. Good on you. Thank you, Kirsten. And Sound of the Decades returns tomorrow. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Vicky has been in touch and is uh, on the line to talk to us right now. Vicky, do tell us what is going on in your life right now that we need to know about. So my husband fell off the top of his ladder and is bedbound. He's broke his heel. Oh, that's Ooh. painful. Yeah, very. 
What was your yeah. husband doing up at the top of a ladder <laughs> and how's he getting on? Um, he fits fascia and window. Fitting a fascia? Well, yeah, he does fascia and guttering and fits windows. I think he was fitting windows that day. It's a slap in the fascia, isn't it, to fall off like that? Oh, dear. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't try that one at home. Uh, so <laughs> no, so no. How, how long is he bed-bound and how is he keeping himself amused? Um, he's currently building Meccano. <laughs> he's making a Meccano set? <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's got plenty of Lego. People keep buying him Lego. So. What's his name, by the way, your husband? Oh, it's Barry. Barry, okay. So Barry is bed-bound and he's making Meccano as we speak. Yep, for about six to eight weeks. I don't doubt, I don't doubt that Barry is in some level of pain right now. However, if he's going to be lying in bed for six weeks doing Meccano and Lego, I'm not overly worried about Barry. I think he's going to be okay. Do you know what? I might go up a ladder. I'd love, I'd love to be bed-bound for six weeks doing Meccano with uh, Vicky there making me a cup yeah. of tea every five and, minutes. And people b- buying him Lego. Unfortunately, Vicky's got to keep coming to work, though. So what do you do? How do you leave him on his own? Why is he out of fall or something? Have you got something that you can get in touch with you on? Yeah, so he can ring me. I come to work. I pop home at lunchtime, make sure he's got a drink and everything, because he can't even make himself a cup of coffee. But he's like a child, um, child king. I think people should stop buying him Lego and buy him a tease mate. Yes, get him some kit. Yeah, or a, a coffee maker. That'd be great. Brilliant. And then what? So you, you're just, has he got a finger bell and stuff like that at the moment? Are you at his beck and call, Vicky? No, I think I'd ring his neck if he had one of them. There you go. <laughs> yeah, lovely bedside you manner you've got. <laughs> tough, tough love from Vicky there. Well, uh, it, it's an honour to have. Is he listening to the show right now as we speak? Yeah, he was. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure this chat has really lifted his spirit. If he was, what's happened to him? <laughs> She's wrung his neck. <laughs> Pass on our best to Barry and we wish him a speedy recovery. Thank you so much. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Do you know what? That song's triggering for me because I chose to do that once at a pub karaoke evening and it's all in Spanish. <laughs> And I, I just froze up in front of people. It was awful. I had to put the microphone down and sit back down again. Never again.